0: Today's program, filled with facts that your family needs. One, what was the tripwire that happened over the weekend? One of the few tripwires that have, that I have placed for my own family on. If this happens, it means we're getting close to something big. That tripwire happened, I explain it in hour number one of the podcast. Hour number two, we talk all about Ukraine and ESG, and then... The great Brad Meltzer is on to tell us about his new book. But all of the secrets that he has gone through in the in the government archives. He tells us about his trip to the actual Indiana Jones warehouse, the real one the government has. And I surprise him with Superman's cape all on today's podcast.
1: Listening to
2: the best of the Glenbeck program.
0: Welcome to the uh, Glenbeck program. There's a couple of things. First of all, let's welcome Mr. Pat Gray. Oh, Hello. Yeah.
3: Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it? It is. It is. It is. It you is. wouldn't want to
0: be any place else. Nowhere else. Not this, at home. If I
3: could choose one place yeah. to be at this moment, it would be right here. Right here. here. Yeah. yeah. Not Not at Disney. No. Not uh, no,
0: Paris. some, some no. exotic vacation. Nope. Not even at home in bed. Uh-uh. No. Right here. No. Mm. That is great. Sad. Isn't it? That's the kind of dedication you get from Pat Gray. From Pat Gray Unleashed, mm-hmm. uh, he's got a passion for being here. Um, Pat, how are you? I'm good. Good. What What was on your mind
3: today? What is it that uh, you've seen? That there's no trouble in the world. There is no I'm trouble. Very in the world. excited about yeah. the fact that everything's yeah. been fixed, except yeah. for the things. Putin keeps screwing up. Yeah, oh, you oh, don't me me off. Don't Everything would be me. perfect if it weren't for him. Yeah, we'd have a great economy. Yeah, gas prices would be incredibly mm, low. You could buy uh-huh. a house for a dollar ninety-eight. It's, it's a Putin. Oh, uh, the I Putin. Putin. God, <laughs> I know. Dang it, I know. I hate him for Putin. that.
0: Could we play Americans don't <laughs> understand what we're doing? Clip, please.
3: Never forget what we've accomplished together. Yeah, so far. Yeah, and by the way, the American people just trying to stay above water don't understand this. Yeah, they don't. You tell them what the American Recovery Act was. They look at you like, "What are you talking about?" Right? Yeah. They're so stupid. They the are American so
0: stupid. People. They're so stupid. So and stupid. They don't understand that Putin has caused inflation. And right? Can I tell you something? It is simply not true. <laughs> about government spending listen to this
4: when we're having this
1: discussion it's important to dispel no, 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 this some is. of those who say well it's the government spending no it isn't
3: her too the no. government
1: spending mm-hmm. is doing the exact reverse reducing
3: the national debt mm-hmm. it is not inflationary
1: government yeah, I mean, spending right, is right. reducing the national yes. debt okay look at it, look at it, look at it, it.
0: are you not <laughs> you're married Yes. Okay. yes. Uh-huh. My wife is married to me. Mm-hmm. You're married to Lisa. Mm-hmm. Lisa and I have a lot of things in common. Mm. For instance, honey, we're saving money by spending this money. <laughs>
1: I've heard that. Yes. Sort of pitch. We're yeah. saving mm-hmm. money
0: mm-hmm. by spending this money right mm-hmm. now. Yes. And who doesn't know the basic principle when you're in debt? If you go out and put more things on the credit card. You're actually not adding to debt. You're making things better. Don't think that through. Mm. (laughs) I mean, that's what she's saying. That is what Mm. she's saying. We're not adding to debt. How are you not adding
1: to debt? Well, Uh. what we did with the money we spent was buy counterfeit money machines. And now Mm. we're counterfeiting money and paying off debt all right there you go good well There's they're already one way.
0: kind of doing it it's <laughs> yeah, called
1: <they> <laughs> fiat currency but that's a
0: different story um here's uh, the president he gets a little testy cut three please
2: so i'm sick of this stuff mm-hmm. we I have to mad. talk
3: about it because the american people mm-hmm. think the reason for inflation is government spending more money
2: simply not true
3: simply not true how now,
1: the Treasury Secretary of the Obama administration, Larry Summers, said uh-huh. it was true. One of their lead economists, Furman, also said that was uh, it was true. Uh-huh. But, I and obviously, every conservative uh, uh-huh. economist says this as well. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it's just simply not true. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's simple.
3: Just because he says it. It's, He's yeah. sick of it, too. <laughs> yes, Have he is. Have you noticed
0: that he seems a little angry a lot of
1: the time Mm -hmm. yeah or a lot angry a lot of the time
0: yeah or a lot angry uh just off the off the cuff just kind of like hey i like i like chocolate ice cream (laughs) (laughs) it's not true that i don't like (laughs) vanilla ice cream yeah i mean it's it's he goes from zero to sixty In a heartbeat.
1: There's a little bit of the uh, old man yells at cloud thing going on. (laughs) You know? (laughs) It's like, uh, there's something. It's not normal. He seems to burst into real visceral anger out of nowhere. It is normal. It is normal
0: for a
3: super
1: old guy who's, who's losing, losing cognitive functions. Yes, that is super normal. We've mm-hmm. all seen that in our family. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. I, in that situation, it's true, and it's but it's it's scary. It's not that it's normal, not normal for a president. president. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. and like you think about how he's losing it in front of crowds and at the press, who has right. done nothing but coddle him through this presidency. I know. Uh, mm. He's mad at them. Imagine what he's like behind closed doors. I've heard that he is. Um, angry
0: at the drop of a hat
3: a lot i
4: in bet the he lighthouse.
3: is i bet he is well his presidency is is going down the drain it's it can't I, I don't know how you salvage it at this point and he is pissed off that people are noticing and yet they are talking this weekend that he is seriously
0: thinking he's going to run i know that's for re-election insane and no 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 that's not insane here's what's insane the head-to-head polls between him and trump it's a dead heat yeah are you,
1: are you so, what i mean look mm. I, I my wife says this to me all the time speaking of my wife and she's always like how can like i, I don't understand how could anyone even think this would be close and how is it possible and it's like well we all sat here and complained for four years about the media turning mm-hmm. Donald Trump into Satan, right? Well, that has an effect. I mean Donald Trump is gonna if he runs when it seems like he will, he's gonna he's got the nomination locked up pretty much on his side uh, uh, in the primary. but he's going to face this same treatment mm-hmm. and multiple years oh of God. him being turned into Satan by the media. It's not gonna be a cakewalk for Donald Trump if he runs. I mean, they have. We
3: all sat we here and day by day to lose this catalog No, you can't.
1: How bad the media was against him and complained about mm-hmm. it and said it was unfair, and it was, but it was real and it occurred. Yeah, and they're going to go back and reverse themselves completely to anything negative that 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 Joe Biden is has done. All the whatever they're already trying they're to do it in real it. time, yeah. It's gonna be a lot, it's gonna, I mean, and it's their groundwork is already done. It's gonna be a challenge. I mean, President Trump, if he runs, it's gonna, it's not gonna be a cakewalk, no, it's gonna be not. hard. It's and not. he's gonna get, he's gonna have that same awful treatment from the media. He's gonna to have to overcome, and we've seen how difficult that is, even for Donald Trump, who's very good at dealing with the media. So, I would, you know, I, I know, this is never gonna happen,
0: but I would love love to see president trump uh endorse uh de and then take the role from nancy pelosi the speaker of the house thing <laughs> oh my gosh can <laughs> you imagine
1: he, he would tear it apart the speaker mm-hmm. of the house he doesn't even have to be in congress to be speaker of the no house, right? he could he, yeah. all
0: he has to do is the ruling party needs to say we would like him speaker of the house and i mean they could pick i me. think they'd they do that too
3: don't you think they'd do that? If he, he wanted, wanted it, it. If,
0: if he wanted it,
3: I don't know that he'd want it.
0: Oh, can you imagine? I mean, because then he is actually responsible for all of the investigations. Oh my gosh! He would be responsible <laughs> for. Yeah, we're gonna do a little investigation <laughs> on uh, Hunter Biden. Uh-huh. We're gonna look into that one. Oh my gosh! We're gonna we're gonna do a little investigation uh, into. Uh, Uh, into the Democrats that were here uh, and doing my impeachment. We're just going to look into that. He could approve. He wouldn't be on the the committees. (laughs) He might be. Uh, But he would be the one who would say, we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? Because that may be a more important role. Because if you want to clean out the hornet's nest, You have to do it through Congress. Mm -hmm. You have to do it. But the president could sign all kinds of executive orders and do, you know, what this and that, but that doesn't last. And if the president wants to fire clean house at the State Department, all of you out. He can't do that without Congress. If he is the Speaker of the House and Ron DeSantis is the president, I think you have. A one-two punch. Hmm.
1: I mean, this is a bit of a fantasy league we're playing here, but uh, it mm-hmm. would be interesting. I don't think I don't think Trump would have as much interest in that role. You I had he wants to go again. back and be in Congress
0: if it's good enough for you know John Quincy Adams. If John Quincy Adams was willing to do it, and John Quincy Adams in the end is the reason why we got rid of slavery. He tried and tried and tried and tried and tried, and, tried, and then he saw this up come or, you know that just came to congress and he was like you get it and he he uh tutored that young congressman on how to stop slavery and that young congressman became the first republican president abraham lincoln i don't know i think it might be good it's a you know it's not a joke to be in congress it is no. now no because congress isn't doing anything we, we send all these representatives and it's really only schumer and mcconnell and pelosi uh and maybe mccarthy that are getting together in the rooms and are like yeah we're gonna do this and then just send it to everybody to rubber stamp that's the problem mm. yeah, it would be fascinating to see yeah by the way have you seen all of the things that are in the uh the spending bill that uh, we didn't know about
1: because nobody read the book. All stuff that's cutting inflation, I'll tell you that. Hey,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah people, people just don't they understand don't it. it. Why don't you get it? It's cutting inflation. Yes, <sighs> i so And there wouldn't be any if it weren't for Putin. Yes! yes. Damn Putin! Ah, don't like that guy. I hate him. <laughs> Putin. Uh, <laughs> are you really angry? I'm uh, really angry at Putin. Oh, dang it! <laughs> Darn dang, oh, dang it! So,
1: Darn. you really Putin. think that it's not printing of money? Oh, it's Putin.
3: That's a, but it was started. That's it started an way absolute before, lie. I'm sick of it.
1: But he started it's before the Putin. invasion. There was a <laughs>
3: Putin. What don't you understand about Putin? When I scream his name, does that not tell you it's? Putin!
0: <laughs> Fair point. Ah, oh, I think I get it now. Yeah, okay. I think the American it's people do yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Pat. <laughs> this is the best of the Glenbeck Program. Huddled in a bomb shelter in Kiev... A seven-year-old girl named Amelia Anasovich sang a song in Ukrainian. She sang Frozen. It went viral as people commented on her sweetness, the innocence, and the hope for this little girl. The video tugged on everybody's heartstrings. In the beginning of the video, you can hear the whole room go quiet as the crowd realizes that she's singing. Here it is.
1: Не открывай, храни секрет Будь дороже девочкой всех, всех. Закрой все чувства на замок На вечно Отпусти и забудь Что прошло уже не вернуть Отпусти и забудь Новый день он кажет Путь небо
0: I am happy to report after six days in an air raid shelter, Amelia, her brother and her grandmother walked for about two days to the border and are now safe. Her mother, along with her father, decided to stay behind to provide food for Ukrainian forces. But uh, dad said, I always knew Amelia was very talented and a sweet angel. Now the whole world knows the same currently uh in the hot spot is the founder and ceo of mighty oaks foundation and the co-founder of save our allies chad robishow hello chad how are you hey
4: glenn how are you <laughs> the last time we talked i was i was in afghanistan
0: i know <laughs> i know now you're in uh ukraine tell us the situation on the ground and what's happening
4: well you know uh, it's it's pretty dynamic and, and very different in different parts of the country, uh, as as you, you're aware, um, you know, over in Kiev and, and the cities more to the east, you have the you know direct kinetic kinetic combat with uh, Ukrainian troops, Russian troops, and, and as well as you know, uh, militia uh, Ukrainians fighting fighting for their their All homes and right. their in their towns. And then over to the west, you have uh, you know we still have major cities intact that are you know at threat, and we've seen yesterday you know, over at L- 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 Lviv. Uh, getting rocketed and so the whole country's in chaos everybody's scared uh people are evacuating not just out of the country but people are evacuating from one dangerous city uh to a safer place and uh you know a lot of people that are helping like Saber allies and other organizations that are helping are Not just evacuating people from the country but actually moving people from a dangerous place to a safer place moving medical aid forward moving supplies forward and uh, in moving people out.
0: So, Chad, you've been in special operations for a very long time, uh, now retired from uh, military service. But what is Putin thinking? What I mean, I can't make heads or tails of this.
4: Yeah. uh, You know, we were we're just uh, we're just uh, in the middle of all the operations we're doing. Uh, we kind of paused for a second a little while ago. Just what is he doing? Why is he moving for, moving forward? I mean, he's uh, obviously he's he had everything the way he would want it. Uh, if you look at, you know, economically and globally, he's uh, he was winning. He was uh, America was buying oil from him, uh, even though we all disagree with it. America was buying oil from him. the rest of the world was buying oil from him. Uh, he was just in a really good geoeconomic uh, position. And uh, and then he does this. And uh, and um, for what to gain? ukrainian oil that he won't belt to sell now uh it just doesn't really make sense to someone who the world has thought was a very strategic thinker and made decisions uh all his decisions i mean everyone you talk to on both sides of the aisle and politically and people around the world said you know putin's not a good guy but he always makes calculated strategic decisions and we're just not seeing that right now so
0: we're seeing this weekend uh, the u.s said that he asked china for military uh help or at least supplies um, i'm hearing that he's going to get more vicious uh, i it, do you have any sense that being there what's coming is this ending is this getting worse what's your feel
4: it, it's going to, my feel is, is in and look it's not just from my experience i'm here on the ground with people the smartest minds in special operations community i'm here i'm meeting with the highest level of, uh, from all different governments of the world, intelligence agencies and things like that, it, it, everyone is in a, in a consensus agreement that uh, it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. If you watch what he's doing right now, uh, he, he, you know, towns like Kiev, he's, uh, he, he's, he's, he's surrounding these towns, uh, holding, destroying infrastructure, roads, bridges, uh, rails, any egress routes out, uh, inside these cities, while the Russians are holding out a perimeter, mm. they have the ability to get resupplied, but those inside can't. So, medicine, medicine, like, uh, is something as simple as insulin is is it, is a death. That's a de- That's as deadly as a as a nuclear weapon to someone with a uh, mm. with diabetes, right? It, all these uh, met a lot of children's hospitals have no medicine, no medical aid, no supplies, water. Pot, uh, potable this is Water is, is, is not. gone now. they're they're starving them out. And 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 not only starving them out at night, it's going to get you know fifteen degrees, so you get people freezing to death, particularly the people trying to evacuate, the women and children trying to evacuate.
0: All right. So, so, so what is it you guys works. are doing on the ground, and how can we help?
4: So, one of the things that we're doing, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of great NGOs here evacuating people, trying to move supplies, food in, uh, med- medicine in. What we're doing specifically is we know that the cellular network is going to fail. Um, and and you know, our experience in not only special operations, but some of our teammates are some of the world's best precision recovery, precision rescue experts. And we know that the most crucial thing is have communication. So we're building communications infrastructure uh, to make sure that everyone in all these cities around Ukraine have the ability to communicate to us with us. So when a sailor network goes down, we can still rescue them, we can still move supplies to them, and we can still communicate with them. So that's our priority mission right now, is doing that and then and tying that communications network and infrastructure to the ability belt to rescue move medicine forward move uh, medical aid forward and then provide some ambulatory services to be able to move people uh, from places like Kaviv to a safer place or to a medical station so that's the kind of thing that me and my team are doing and we're doing that through our Allies and we need all the support we can I know thank you Glenn because uh, you may not even be aware I think you are but yeah. you guys just made a donation to save our allies so I thank you for that because we can't do it without yeah uh, people like you
0: well uh, I, I, and you us so
4: fan, I so much a fan
0: I I have to tell you Chad we're big fans of uh, of yours and save our allies we know what you what you do uh, and how important it is and we are proud to stand with you and stand behind you you just let us know what you need if you want to make a donation and be a part of sure. Of saving Ukraine and saving the people, literally saving the people, uh, you can give now to saveourallies.org. That's saveourallies.org. If you forget that, just go to Mercury One, uh, mark it for Ukraine, and we'll get it to saveourallies. It's saveourallies.org. Chad, stay safe.
4: Always, always, Glenn. Thank you so much.
0: God bless you. Thank you. Mighty Mighty Oaks Foundation and Save Our Allies, I can't recommend them highly enough. They are, Chad is a remarkable guy, uh, and they've been, you know, Mighty Oaks Foundation works with um, veterans to save their lives because of suicide rate is just outrageous. And uh, he's a guy who contemplated it himself, and uh, somebody saved his life and uh, started Mighty Oaks, and now save our allies. And these are, these are ex-military guys that go in. They know how to help, and they're not shooting anyone. They're getting and rescuing people. And can you imagine? I mean, you kind of feel like your life was worth something, wouldn't you, If you were bringing insulin to a children's hospital, that's the kind of stuff they're doing. Please donate now to saveourallies.org. Doing,
1: they're doing not only great work overseas, but the work they're doing here is really, really important, Amazing too. Yeah. So uh, yeah. just awesome organization. Awesome dude. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Author of The Lightning Rod, Brad Meltzer. How are you, sir?
2: I'm good it's so good to be back in person
0: yeah so you are uh, you're one of my favorite people. Um, let's start with uh, let's start with a book and then I have a surprise for you. Oh I'm ready for surprise okay,
2: okay so so here's the book uh, I always start you know with my great fears. <laughs> I think that's what you when you write a thriller you got to start with your fears right And so the opening scene has a character handing his car keys over to a valet at a fancy restaurant. Valet takes the car. Rather than park in the car, he hits the little GPS button on the steering wheel, says the magic words, go home. Now the car plots a route to the man's house. The valet is going to have the car keys. He's got uh, the man's house keys. He's going to break in. This is a robbery. But as he steps into the man's house... Don't give
3: that idea No, no, I'm telling to- you,
2: but no, this is the key part. <laughs> as he steps into the man's house, the valet sees another man waiting with a gun. This is not a robbery at all. This is a trap. And when his body goes to our hero, Zig, Zig finds something hidden on it that leads to one of the government's most closely guarded secrets. Now, I just ruined chapter one of The Lightning Rod. Oh, chapter yeah, but That's you just sold one. A lot of books. But chapter one <laughs> is, um, you know, th- 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 and there's only two chapters in the book, right? <laughs> now. No, they uh, <laughs> Tell no, there's us chapter two, right, right. But The funny thing was, I was at an event yesterday in, in Florida. My nephew raised his hand. My nephew's like eight years old, and he said, Uncle Brad, what's chapter two? And I was like, oh, I got my (laughs) nephew now. So that was good. But the lightning rod opens with that and then obviously the action takes off from
0: there. So what is the closely guarded secret? So let's talk about
2: that. That's the key part. You know my, listen, I love the plot. I love the murder mystery. I love that you have great characters that everyone loves and we get to bring back. But the fun of this is always the research. I've taken readers, as you know, I've been on your show talking about the secret tunnels below the White House. We've done the hidden labyrinth below the Capitol. This was the one I got for this one. I spoke to the government. There's a couple of them actually. and The US government has, I did not know this, almost a dozen uh, secret warehouses hidden all across the country. And they're there to deal with bioterror attacks, whether it's anthrax, whether it's smallpox or anything else. And if there's an attack in Texas, in New York, in California, Idaho, anywhere in between, they will have within hours what they call a push package of antidotes right to your doorstep. And I'm like, you're telling me the government has secret warehouses. All across the country no one knows what's inside them no one knows what they have inside no one can go in them you better believe I want to go in them right (laughs) I'm like I want to go in that right now so I I, thankfully they they took me in Um, what you see when you're reading the lightning rod you're turning the pages you're trying to guess the mystery the final section of the book takes place in the warehouses the final scene of the book and what you see in those warehouses I did not make up what you see in there is really there and it's amazing. It's and like you're a, not it's like. Tell a, us, are you? Well, I'll tell you. You know, it's like a Costco for the end of the world. They're massive warehouses. I mean, they're like five Costco. So instead of being like a you know in Costco or BJ's a giant jar of mayonnaise and mm-hmm. you know bug boxes cereal, there's obviously they have everything from um, you know things to deal with uh, radiation poisoning. They have iodine tablets. They have uh, everything you can imagine from amphetamines to uh, they have cobra venom. God knows what cobra venom does. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're going down these aisles. The one thing they all have in common, though, which I love, is they all have giant, the only thing that they all, every warehouse has is a giant American flag. They make mm-hmm. it say, and, and what's great about it is this started, and you're going to love this little history lesson for it, is the, back when nuclear war was the great threat in the Cold mm-hmm. War, they decided to commission and figure out, how are we going to keep the president alive? How do we make, if there's a nuclear war, how do we get them to live? And they, they create a secret commission called Operation High Point. And High Point is designed to figure, it's a big, beginning of the continuity of government. So they make Mount Weather and all these places where Dick Cheney went in 9-11 and mm-hmm. where, you know, just outside of D.C., it's where the senators go, it's where the president goes, it's where the top staff goes so the government can run. What they also commission in Michigan is Operation Low Point. And that's to discuss what happens to the rest of us. What happens if there's a nuclear war to everyone else in America? They make a whole plan, they study it. They say mail carts are gonna turn into hearses and carry bodies rather than letters. They have giant plans for everybody. And the one thing they finally realize is Heather, all true. Heather, you think I'm making it up? I can see your face. Wow. No, it's no, all no, true, right? I know you. It, it is you all. Well you can look it up. Enough. Just Google it. And um, and the thing that's so is, incredible, wait, it's, we'd look under Operation Low Point. Operation Low Point. Operation High Point. You will see it. Um, and I literally, you can see this all in the Lightning Rod. The whole history is in is in the thriller because obviously I set all up the, the warehouses. But one of the things that's really amazing to me is they study all of this. And you know what they finally figure out, Glenn? None of it's going to work. None of it's going to work. If there's a nuclear war, it mm. doesn't matter for you. That's why we don't hide under our desks anymore. They were right. like, we're all going to die. That's what's <laughs> going to happen. And it and basically, it goes away. They kind of figure, like, we, we're not going to do this anymore. We do have Mount Weather still. We do have secret locations for the president. We mm-hmm. do have all those. But for the rest of us, we're in trouble. Until this one guy, Stephen Bice, in the 90s, a government employee, has an idea. And he says, you know, the threat. Today is not nuclear war. The threat today is bioterrorism. That's what we got to worry about. So we should probably have like a warehouse somewhere that houses all the stuff to deal with whatever comes out, whether it's hantavirus, whether it's anything you, and for the first time in like, I feel like in recent memory, the government listens to a good idea and, and says, it. we should do it. This Let's is the most
0: positive thing I've heard from uh-huh. our government.
2: I bring some good for you today, right? Yeah, I bring a do. good idea you from do. forty, you know, 30 years ago. Right. And in the 90s, they basically say, we should do that. And they do. And they build not just one, but many of these secret warehouses. And they pack them full of disaster materials. When anthrax hit after nine eleven in D.C. and in New York, I know you remember that. The mm-hmm. reason it didn't get out everywhere is because this is who dealt with it. They had push packages within hours to New York and DC. My wife was working in the US Capitol at the time. She was nine months pregnant with my son at the mm. time. And I remember they opened that first thing of anthrax powder and going, oh my God, my kid, my unborn child is there, my wife is there. And that's who dealt with it. It was what became the strategic national storehouse stockpile, which is now all over the country.
0: So did you read um, this weekend about Switzerland? What happens with Switzerland? Switzerland has uh, fallout shelters?
2: Oh, I did read this that are going crazy. Every, yeah.
0: every citizen, they've had it for a long time. They almost stopped uh, requiring them by law after the wall fell. And they thought, you know what, let's just keep it. So every house that is built, every apartment building, every office building has um, has a fallout shelter in it. Or you have to pay a part of your taxes to be part of the closest Fallout shelter. Well, this this uh, last week, they decided to activate all of those things again. And they said, go into your fallout shelter now and report on what you have, because there are certain things that every citizen has to have in their fallout shelter. And it's water and food and and everything else. And I thought, I mean, there is a country that has prepared
2: and I'm, I'm actually glad to
0: see we have- No, we,
2: uh, that the great thing is, is no one, we have. We actually, for once, now, obviously in COVID, everyone's, I'm sure, thinking right now, well, what happened in COVID, right? I started researching the lightning rod as a book five years ago. This, all, all those, the warehouses at that point, they're just, it's an asterisk in the government. No one cares about it. So I, I go in, it's fine. They take me to the headquarters, the command center. I see where everything's taken care of. Then COVID hits. I call my sources. I'm like- is this you guys? They're like, this is us. So what happened? Right? What happened is, and it's so easy to Monday morning quarterback and say this, but from Trump to Obama to Bush, they've been warned for yeah. administration after administration. Listen, there could be, there's a likely chance that we could have this kind of natural virus occur like this. But everyone bet on the wrong thing. And and I hate to say it, but you know Trump doubled down on it. You can't know the pre- future. No one can predict uh-huh. what was going to happen. But they believed that the only thing that was going to attack us Was a foreign government so we were perfectly and still prepared for that if there's anything like that we're ready they could have never prepared for anything like this but this is where all the ventilators are this is where all the masks are this is where that's where they were coming from at the beginning of the pandemic no one knew what the name of it was they just were appearing from the quote-unquote government but it was these secret warehouses that the government has stockpiled with stuff
0: the author of the book the lightning rod it is out today it's a thriller by brad Meltzer. I love your books because they always, they always are accurate and things that I just never knew about, and usually about American history because you and I are brothers from another mother on that.
2: Always, always. So listen, my love of this one. I do a lot of work with the USO, and I've been. The USO has asked me as a thriller writer to go and and tell stories to our troops all around the world. I've been to Kuwait, Omar, Qatar, Qatar Turkey, Cuba. You name it. I've been to military bases, reading to our troops. And I'll tell you uh, that it was there I first heard and came on radar, Dover Air Force Base. And you know Dover, even if you don't know the name of it, Dover is where when our service members die in service to the country, their they bodies come, come back to Dover. And those coffins with the flag on top, that's where you see everyone saluting, that's Dover.
0: And that's also where the president's plane is.
2: Of course, and and what's amazing about Dover is the morticians who work there will spend such care on our fallen troops. They'll spend 12 hours rewiring someone's jaw, smoothing it over with clay so a family can see their son one last time. Mm-hmm. Rebuilding someone's hand from scratch because a mother says, I want to hold my son's hand one last time. These are the best of the best of us working on the best of the best of us. That's the hero of the Lightning rob is a hero named Zig who's a mortician at Dover. And that's where the body comes to. But what I love about Dover and the history lesson I have is this, is that when the space shuttle Exploded. The astronauts' bodies were brought back to Dover. When nine eleven happened, all the Pentagon victims' bodies went to Dover.
0: I didn't know where Oh hang on. yeah, I didn't know that. They astronaut- found bodies.
2: They did find bodies that came back.
0: I had no idea. It's
2: incredible, and it's called mass fatalities. They all go to Dover. So even our all of our spies, our CIA spies, all around the world, our double sevens, their bodies go to Dover too. Which means Dover's a place filled with secrets. So that's one of my heroes in the book. I'm like, oh, we're going into Dover and we're gonna see what that's like. And then the other one, another history lesson for, that I found that I was with the US military and they took me to a warehouse that it's right out of something you're gonna love because it's a warehouse filled with art. I'm like, why does the army have all this art? And they don't just have art painted by service members. That's where Adolf Hitler's art is. Mm. They took me to the room with all of Hitler's art that he painted. Like, why does the military have all this art in one place? Was he a good painter? Uh, He thought he was. He thought he was. (laughs) That's what I (laughs) I was going to say. Very, very flat. The thing that is very flat, and the great part is, is you see a giant hole punched in his face, because he puts himself up on a horse, Our service members when they took the art. We have that painting? We have the painting. I saw it myself. Oh, my god! And there was a punched hole in it where a service member just basically either kicked it or punched through it, and the hole they never repaired, which is... Beautiful. Wow. It's breathtaking. So I'm like, why does the military have all this art? They explained to me that since World War I, this is true, the U.S. military has had an actual painter on staff that paints disasters as they happen. So whether it's storming the beaches of Normandy, whether it's Vietnam, whether it's 9-11, they've got someone painting it as it happens. And I said, you're telling me everyone's racing in with guns blazing, and you've got someone racing in with paintbrushes in their pockets that guy's crazy, I gotta meet him, I wanna meet him. Right. And they said, you mean her, you wanna meet her. It was a woman, it was our current artist in residence. So that's the other hero of this book. Zig and Nola, a mortician at Dover, and this painter are the heroes, and they obviously are both based on the reality of me being able to pull apart this world that no one ever gets to see. Where does the painter sit? The painter sits actually where this warehouse is in Port Valois in Virginia, but the, where they really sit is, wherever they want they can go they have unlimited access to go if nine eleven happens they want to paint nine eleven. you go to nine eleven. when when uh, the 13 service members came back from afghanistan you want to go there you How go did there they get
0: selected
2: that's you got to be a good painter it's literally what? a contest that? that's the thing is you literally submit your paintings and the military wow. said they pick one painter who is selected by the military to be our person uh, amy brown was the woman who it was i named my character nola brown after her to honor mm. her and they have a new one now. They keep going over and over through history. And, and the fun part is for me, is of course finding out their secrets. So I went to the government and I said, how do you possibly, I went to my friend who works as a high level security guy in one of the great security agencies, we used to work there. I said, how do I communicate with my friend Glenn when everyone's watching all our emails? How do we any of us communicate when everyone can see what we write? And he said to me, listen, the moment you hit send on your email, I don't care if you use Signal. I don't care if you use WhatsApp. Anyone who wants a it will find a way to crack it. Mm-hmm. He said, here's what you're going to do. Here's the trick, Brad. He said, and I put this in the lightning rod. He says, you take a Hotmail account. You open the account. You write an email. Do not hit send. What you're going to do is hit save draft. Yep. Now I give Glenn the sign into my email. You come in my email. You open up the save draft. You write back whatever you want. You don't hit send. You hit save draft. Now you and I are having a secret conversation. We've never yep. put a thing into the cyberspace, which is a great idea until, yep. until General Petraeus, the former head mm. of the CIA, used that trick that's in my book, The Lightning Rod, <laughs> to cheat on his wife with his mistress. And I said to my buddy, I oh said, my gosh. I need a new trick. He just used the trick you gave me. I got to get a new trick. So he, the, what he gave me in the book you'll see something called Black House. Now here's the, here's the his- history that you're gonna love. We all know the White House, of course, is the White House, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. When Richard Nixon famously recorded himself and his staff without telling anybody, every staffer in the White House realized, oh my gosh, all of our stuff could be recorded. So what do they start doing? They all start figuring out where can we have a private conversation in this place if everything's being recorded? That's not called White House, that's called Black House and black house moves generation by generation okay <laughs> I love it is just you. a code name that someone gave me right and it's basically george stephanopoulos supposedly did it during the clinton era in a gym dick cheney maybe he sat in his you know homemade man size safe and had kind of god knows where he did his but every they, there's always a place in the white house where all the staff knows this is where we can sit and have a private conversation you will see in this book what black house really is and the trick he gave me i did not make up it's an incredible one from the government. You'll see it in the lightning rod.
0: Mm. I mean, if you don't want to read this book now, you're dead.
2: You're dead. You're <laughs> no, dead. No, listen, James it. Patterson said, you can see the, the things on the back. James Patterson said that it was my his favorite book by Brad Meltzer so far. And the guy who created Reacher said that Nola Brown, our hero, like was like the girl with the dragon tattoo, one of the best modern creations in fiction. Mm. It took those two things. I tell you that simply for one reason. I finally impressed my wife. (laughs) She does not. She doesn't care about anything I write. But my gosh, the fact that James Patterson loved *The Lightning Rod*—that I'm waiting for that moment with my wife. I am waiting for that moment. She finally was like, "Finally, Brad, you did some good."
1: Yeah.